and welcome to the MTM Vegas podcast. I'm Sean Coomer, your host, joined as always by Mark Osterman. We have a great show for you today. As a reminder, you can watch this show along with all the visuals that go with it at youtube.com forward slash miles to memories. We release two shows a week on Tuesdays and Fridays on YouTube, and you can also listen to them here on the podcast. As a reminder, we now have our Patreon live, patreon.com forward slash MTM Vegas. You get the weekly after show, a lot of fun there. You can watch it or listen to it as a podcast as well. Hope to see you over there, patreon.com forward slash MTM Vegas. If you like the show, consider leaving a five-star review in your favorite podcast app, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, helps us out a lot. And for all of our Vegas content, that's posts, podcasts, and videos, head to mtmvegas.com. Thanks for listening. Let's hit it. So Mark, did you see that video of Kelly Clarkson on the strip? She's walking down the strip, sees a Tina Turner impersonator, gives her a tip. The lady asks her to sing, and then Kelly Clarkson starts belting out the tunes. Apparently the lady didn't know who she was. It was a great impromptu performance strip side, and one of the nice stories to come out of Vegas with so much negative lately. Yeah, it's so funny, because, I mean, how often do you see the street performers ask somebody else to sing so it just happened to work out that way and she didn't really even realize it until the end which is kind of funny but such a cool experience for everybody that's like in that area you know and and good on kelly clarkson for doing it and something that i wish more celebrities would do like if you're in a bar or whatever and there's a karaoke just go there and sing a song how cool would that be stuff like that that i wish we could do and i apologize right now for my detroit voice uh had a long weekend from good news to bad news we're going to talk quickly about the mgm hack and give you an update on it not much new has happened their website is still up but you can't log into mgm rewards or any of that sort of back-end stuff that's there they do have a new booking website so you can book hotel rooms but it's not like the old website it's basically powered by expedia so they went to expedia to get help Uh, there were some job listings this week for a red hat linux system admin 110 dollars an hour for the next month to rebuild their it system 110 dollars an hour doesn't seem like enough given the circumstances that they're in yeah and they want them to work seven days a week until the job Jobs done like 10 hours a day. Uh, I don't know anybody that's, oh yeah, I'm, I'm in, let's go. But you know, you think you'd already have those people on your staff that could handle this, but obviously they weren't great IT if they let all this go down for as long as it did. But, and then they say, if you only want to work seven days, we'll still take that. Like they're so desperate. It's so pathetic and sad. <laughs> yeah. But they're not paying more than $110 an hour. Yeah. This is a highly specialized job. Remember? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, this isn't, you can't just find any guy on the street to do this type of job. So uh, I expect that they're probably going to pay up for that. This is confirmation that they are rebuilding their entire systems after that hack. So uh, in order not to pay the ransom, in order not to have, you know, those old systems online again, they have to basically rebuild everything. So I expect that they're rebuilding their hotel booking engine while they're using this Expedia thing. MGM rewards. We still have no word on when it's going to happen. The crazy thing is the company keeps going to social media and saying everything's back to normal, but it really isn't. There are still reports of Tito machines not working. While most things are back to normal, you know, they're still not tracking your rewards for all your spend in real time. You know, they're telling people to get receipts to send them in for like show tickets. I had an email from somebody today who bought Mad Apple show tickets at the box office and they're told that they had to save their receipts to get the points for it later. So there's still a big thing that's a mess there. I mean, if you go, their check-in experience I think is largely fixed. The casinos for the most part are largely fixed. I'm still not aware that you can get a new card for MGM Rewards. So unless you have your old card, I don't know if that's working yet. It's still a mess though. Yeah, I wish they would do something better than receipts because how, I mean, this is 2023. Receipts are annoying. Nobody wants them. We don't need to deal with that. They could just say like, if you have this status level, we're going to give you 
this percent off these tickets because that's what you would have earned back in rewards, something along those lines. I know that wouldn't help with tier credits and all that stuff, which is a whole nother mess. They should probably just like freeze everybody's tier and roll it over and, and do all kinds of things. Like go over the top because this is all your fault. This isn't just like some act of God that happened. Like you let this happen and then you took forever to fix it. You still aren't fixing it. You're not spending the money to get it fixed quickly and you're taking it out on your guests, which I think is just so wrong. So they should be going over the top in typical Vegas fashion. They they try to pinch every penny they can out of, and save the money there. Yeah, you would hope they're gonna announce some sort of make good to customers. I like your idea of that. Them extending status for another year. A lot of us are losing that MGM Gold status when the Hyatt yeah. partnership uh, goes away. So they can give us another year. I'd be perfectly happy with that free parking, uh, especially at events that really adds up that free parking with Gold status. So uh, we'll see what they do. They should do something. They have not announced anything, any sort of make good, any sort of other than they're sorry. That's about all that they've done uh, so far. So we will see about that. Did you see Jeffrey Benson? He runs Circus Sports. He's the guy who runs the sports book and that whole brand, which has been expanding. He trolled Mets fans, basically starting his tweet as if he was quitting uh, because of all the money that came for the Mets to win the World Series. Then the Mets were eliminated. So he goes through this whole tweet uh, thread basically talking about how he's quitting because he cost the sportsbook so much money only to reveal oh wait the Mets lost and uh, all you people who bet on them are losers now and I was right or something it was it was an interesting troll for sure yeah I wonder if it was more aimed at the the professional sports better or like the the people that have the discord that he tagged in one of the tweets that are selling a service and, and we're basically like telling people like they're they're marking these odds wrong jump on it you should be buying up all the Mets you can especially because at the time they had Scherzer and Verlander I'm assuming and spent all this money and then they in typical Mets fashion traded everybody away uh, you know like they've done a couple times before so I feel like it was more that like they were getting digs put in on them all season long about how bad they were upsetting the odds and then they flipped around and made all this money off of it so I thought it was pretty hilarious and their goal is odds makers right is to get the bets in so obviously not to lose money right so they want to try to get action on both sides but it seems like he did a good job with that and they're one of the more interesting sports books he's a great follow because he's very vocal you don't get to see a lot of like the inner workings of a sports book very often and uh, he certainly is a great follow uh, with that circuit team there so on to some sad news and this is pertaining to formula one and the bellagio the grandstands are under construction as we've covered on previous shows a construction worker was killed there just a couple of days ago we don't know a ton about what happened other than the police said he had a laceration to his neck and passed away uh, before arriving at the hospital there were videos on social media of them doing cpr but nobody really knows exactly how this happened and you know as much as we can throw shade to formula one this is a construction accident very very sad i'm not going to make this about formula one but it is a tragedy there on the strip yeah pretty shocking because you wouldn't expect it happening there with you know they're not high up like when they build these buildings and in vegas and they're up in the air like super high you would think there'd be more accidents there so totally unexpected grandstands you wouldn't think but you know whenever you're building anything with all these machinery and tools anything can happen and it's sad that this happened and it's sad it happened with all the other stuff that's going on with formula one that this will kind of get rolled into that even if it isn't technically a part of that and you know i just i feel bad for the family you lost someone and and that's terrible yeah it's a terrible thing it was so visual to everybody too just because it's happening right there yeah. strip side at ground level 
So let's talk about the M Resort. I went there a couple weeks ago and I wanted to, to kind of share about it. I hadn't spent a lot of time in there in a couple of years. Used to go there quite often to their Studio B buffet, which was one of the best in Vegas for a locals buffet. A lot of people said that they used to have free beer and wine, but very good food too. And it's one of those buffet spaces that's just still sitting there, completely empty, very sad to see. So that's sort of the first impression. But what I also got an impression of is we talked about how it's the official Raiders Hotel. They've also leaned heavily into the local minor league teams, the uh, Henderson Silver Knights and the Nighthawks. And all over their lobby, they have, you know, different stuff about the sports. They have the Raiders Bar and Grill there. They have the Silver Knights Lounge there, the bar. So they really are are leaning into their sports stuff, which is kind of cool to see. Yeah, I mean, I watched your video. I haven't been there before. And I've always heard it's a very nice property. And it looks beautiful. It looks just like anything else you'll see on the Strip. So I think even though it's considered a locals casino, you wouldn't feel out of place there if you're if you're visiting from out of town. Is what I'm gathering from from the videos. And it is cool to see one of them take over sports so much because you know Vegas is a lot of transplant people that have their own teams coming from wherever they're coming, especially all the visitors coming in. So to have a, a home base for the Vegas locals is pretty cool, and to have it in the casino. I mean, I, I wouldn't want to go eat there because I'm not a Raiders fan. But if you are a Raiders fan, that looks like a cool place to go. Yeah. So for my visit. I donned my Raiders jersey for the very first time. It was very difficult as a Packers fan. Packers fan, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But I did it. I was going to the M Resort. I'm wearing my Raiders jersey. It was all good. I liked it. I finally got to see the security robot. My wife was not amused that I made her drive around the entire parking lot until we found it. And then it was just sitting on the ramp of the parking garage, not moving or anything. So it was just sitting there. So I don't know quite what it's doing as far as being a security robot, but it was cool to see that. My other takeaway from the M Resort was that it's very dark. Uh, This was built in, like, what, 2009, I want to say, is when it opened, right in there. And it's very much of that era as far as the decor. Very dark in there, much darker than I remembered just from my memory, which obviously it hasn't changed. There are some cool lights on the ceiling, and there's an interesting vibe there. A lot of older people, and I'm talking about people 70s, 80s, forgive me, everybody out there. Uh, who takes offense when I use that word uh, in the comments. I don't mean it derogatory in any way, but that's sort of the vibe there. They have drawings. It's very much a locals casino uh, in a very traditional old school sense, but then it has the high-end hotel, somewhat high-end furnishings that are a little bit dated, and then all the sports stuff. So it's an interesting vibe, and I definitely recommend going there uh, if you're interested in seeing it. You're right, it feels very much like a strip casino in the way it's built. Tons of restaurants there as well. Very nice pool area, and maybe eventually they'll get that second tower. But I was surprised just sort of the vibe the casino very much locals subdued sort of stuff compared to what you might expect from their strip sort of look yeah we we, you, we said you didn't want to upset people I, I think i counted like seven olds in there so you didn't do such a good job there <laughs> When I use the word old, like I did last week, talking about that story about slot players, you know, being over 55, I think 70% of them, I'm not being derogatory in any way. I just meant opposite of young. I don't view myself as young. I always joke that I'm old. So please don't take offense. And I will try to say older, but it's never used in a derogatory way or an ageist way. I do like the M Resort. I think it's cool. It does need a renovation. The casino is too dark for modern times. It is. That's my sort of takeaway. It is crazy to see like, you know, when we when we started going to casinos when we were younger, you go in and that was kind of like the thing, like keep it dark, make sure they can't find windows so they can't get out. Like you lose track of time, all that stuff. And now we're moving on to where there's like more light and you notice it, you want to see 
more light in the casino. So a totally different take on things, which kind of blows my mind because you would think that the same rules would apply. They don't want you to leave. Like if there's light out, you know, it's getting darker. You might get tired, more tired in the evening. So like all these crazy things. Uh, so I wonder if that was just all hogwash when they were making it up back in the day, or if they've noticed that it, it still makes people ha happier when they're in there. I don't know, but it's just interesting to see the change. Yeah. I've noticed that with myself and going into hotels and you know, your tastes change with time as popular, you know, design and everything changes. And I've obviously been into that casino a lot of times and it never felt dark to me until this time. And it felt so dark. And when you compare it to a lot of the new casinos or even places like Wynn, and I'm just using these as an example, Resorts World, what we've seen from Fountain Blue, Venetian, all of these casinos have very big ceilings, very light ceilings that make it feel more spacious inside, whereas uh, a lot of the other casinos don't. But Aria, it feels very similar, I think, to M and it was built at the same time. Yeah. So, you know, there is that. Cosmo isn't the lightest casino. They do have windows in the front, but it does have the darker color scheme. It just doesn't feel as welcoming to me today because my tastes have changed and they'll change again. And that's not really their fault. But I enjoyed it. M Resort. If you love the Raiders, if you love the sports, go there. Uh, really nice hotel rooms there as well. And uh, a security robot. Make sure you seek him out and find him wherever he is on the property. And uh, Do don't nothing. push him over, though. Don't push him over. As a reminder, our Patreon is now live at patreon.com forward slash MTM Vegas. You can watch or listen to our weekly after show released every Friday. So uh, check it out, patreon.com forward slash MTM Vegas. So the Sphere is opening this week with the U2 shows coming up in just a few days. I was on the strip uh, at the Wynn, walking on that bridge between Wynn and Palazzo, and it's really changed everything. So many people are hanging out there just looking at the visuals. That's kind of the closest you can get if you don't want to walk back to it. And uh, it's a beautiful thing, and uh, it's definitely changing the pedestrian patterns there. But there is a rumor that Harry Styles will be the next person. We talked about the fish rumor, and that's still going. But Harry Styles, apparently in March, this comes from Johnny Katz, the Las Vegas Review Journal entertainment reporter. Oh. Uh, he, uh, he's, he's, not a, he's not on a hot streak, so we'll say that. But uh, Harry Styles, I think, sold out like 15 shows at uh, Madison Square Garden. Huge draw. And you need those types of performers for something like The Sphere with as many seats as it has. Yeah, I think he's one of the bigger shows over the last couple of years, like Taylor Swift and then Harry Styles is up there and, and has has had a lot of hits in the last couple of years. So I think that would be a, a good play for them. You know, we've talked about how it's been more of uh, like rock from the, the 80s, 90s type bands and Fish is another one of those along that line. So this is kind of a breakaway from what we've seen with all the rumors and what they have signed up. So it's kind of interesting to see and this is where they're dipping their toe into that. And we know people talked about like the sphere isn't somewhere you want people that are ramp rambunctious and, and things like that, you know, because since it's so new, you don't want to mess with anything. So maybe Harry Styles slides in there and he's OK. The crowd's not It's going to be mostly women, I assume. I don't think they're going to tear crap apart. Who knows? <laughs> I was looking at you two tickets, even for opening night, you can get tickets under four hundred dollars. And some of the other shows, especially Deal. the ones. Yeah, I mean, I think so. For for the opening night yeah. of the Sphere, the first show, I, I thought so. that was cheap. And other shows I'm seeing under $300. I think the face value was pretty high, not quite that high. But we're not seeing crazy inflation on these ticket numbers. It's just a reminder, there's a lot of seats in that venue that you have to fill night after night. Uh, 18,000, I believe, 20,000 standing room only. So uh, there might be opportunities, especially if you're looking to get those tickets last minute from resellers and stuff who have to dump them before the show. Yeah, I mean, if I'm in town and it's opening night, I'm going to check. I bet you it comes down a little bit, even from that $400. And I would assume they do something a little special for the first ever, you know, night in the sphere. Not even just the first for you, too, but like the first ever. 
it's got to be something a little bit special. Maybe they give you something to commemorate the experience and all that stuff. So I think it'll be cool, even if there's a 20% markup compared to the other shows throughout the week. I think it would be worth it. Yeah, and I'm looking at those tickets. I'm not sure if I'll get up there on opening night or not, but uh, I'm hoping to get in the first week, given the ticket prices. Uh, We'll see, like you said, if they drop. And then having the flexibility of trying to buy one last minute and not worrying, I guess, as much about where the seat is on that first time in there. I'll probably go see the movie (laughs) with the big elephant in a week or two and uh, maybe try to get a better, more ideal seat. Uh, for viewing everything but uh, we'll keep you guys updated on that as we get visuals from inside the sphere of actual shows less than a week before it opens we also got news this week that usher is going to be doing the super bowl next uh, year the super bowl in las vegas first time it's ever been here a big deal usher's had big residencies at the coliseum and then now at dolby theater at park mgm hugely successful shows so he has that vegas tie-in and i think he did a background like 10 years ago on one super bowl halftime show but this will be his show he's starring in it i think this is a great choice for the vegas super bowl yeah i think he's a name you know they always shoot for somebody that is in their 40s to 50s because that's most of the people buying the tickets at the super bowl so i think this fits in there i feel like they always grab somebody probably five years past when they were like prime prime uh they did it with eminem uh you know a year or two ago like if they would have got him four or five years ago they would have got him like right near the peak so i don't know why they always wait a little bit but i think usher like he's up there as throughout our lifetime one of the bigger artists you know that's done multiple albums that have hit platinum and all that stuff so i think he's a good choice it's always curious to see do they bring out the guest uh, with them where Rihanna didn't? Uh, so I think she was last year. So she didn't bring out any guests with her. But, you know, does Usher, does he bring out some people from Vegas? Hopefully somebody comes in, like get Celine, Celine in there if she's up to it. Uh, something along those lines uh, somehow would be really, really cool. Bring in Wayne. Come on. Yeah, you got to have a Vegas themed halftime show yeah. of some sort. So we'll see what he does. He's very smart business wise. He hasn't released a new album since 2016. And he's going to release his new album at the same time as the Super Bowl. So you're going to get all that coverage, all those people watching you, and then your album will, your brand new album will be available. I think it's brilliant. So he's uh, smart from the marketing end as well. Yeah, and the crazy thing I don't think a lot of people know is they get like a set budget, which isn't very high. And then a lot of times they spend their own money to put on this production. And the reason is because it's like the best commercial <laughs> in history. Like all their sales pop right after the Super Bowl. Like they go on to iTunes and all that stuff and buy their music. So they get the money back from that. And then I don't know that anybody else has launch a, a cd right at the same time or an album i should say cd is a thing of the past but uh launch at the same time and that's you know just a tie-in with these new songs you're gonna get people listening and interested i'm sure it will double or triple his money that he spends on it i think he should incorporate the street performers into his halftime show get the fortune there teller there get the tina turner impersonator the elvis impersonators you know uh, what you know the guys who hand out the cards on the sidewalk let's get them all in the she, halftime show <laughs> she missed and i missed this earlier the Tina Turner chick should have taken back to the mic and said, oh, Kelly Clarkston. Four-year-old <laughs> <laughs> version, baby. This. <laughs> <laughs> so let us know what you guys think about anything we talked about today. The unfortunate death at the Bellagio, Kelly Clarkson's impromptu strip performance, everything we discussed, just hit us up in the comments. We do two shows a week, Tuesdays and Fridays. We'll be back in just a couple of days with another show talking about Las Vegas and some interesting stuff. And we have the Patreon if you want to hear us laugh and be silly and talk about Vegas even more, patreon.com forward slash MTM Vegas. Thanks for watching. Get the outtakes. (laughs) Thanks for watching. Talk to you next time. See ya. Have a good week. 